You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Any any today hold any surprises for you? Um, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing. No, not really. I mean, I woke up with a screaming leg cramp. I already told you, but no one's going to be interested in in that. That's a boring story. <laughs> Except. It had some really good imagery, though, as you were explaining how it went down. So. <laughs> yeah. No, you do not want to get startled awake at 3.30 in the morning with, like, like the unbelievable pain of a leg cramp. No. Like, like the kind of leg cramp you get, like, if, after you've been playing basketball for, like, six hours straight and haven't drank any fluids. Right. Except I wasn't playing basketball for six hours. I, I went for, like, a two-mile walk yesterday. <laughs> it's because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and dehydrated then like the crypt keeper oh my gosh anybody who's woken up with a cramp like that though knows exactly what you're talking about no, no, it's a rude awakening i screamed and my wife was pretty convinced i was being stabbed by an assailant it sounds like the time she didn't sleep again the rest of the night really oh yeah well funny it sounds that's like why she gave me that crabby look katie has a phobia of centipedes okay and she like truly ex-girlfriend sorry my ex-girlfriend please i'll stop my story yeah yeah so you can my story is way more important she couldn't even say the word centipede oh that's right she called centerpieces yeah she'd say centerpiece that's so funny and if i ever said centipede she'd freak out that's why i had to break up with her (laughs) so katie was taking a shower uh and a centipede like fell out of her towel in the tub with her and i thought there was somebody in the this is like psycho yeah, I mean, the way she screamed, I was convinced somebody had like crawled in through the window. So you came screaming into I the came bathroom, screaming and like, "Oh my god, what's the matter?" So, I understand. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know what I understand, but but this right. is this is this is um, this is the week. This is we're done with this. This is the last one, sort of. I, I'm guessing there's going to be some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the last one we do before the draft. Yes. The yep. draft is happening. It's a real thing that's happening. It's, yeah. And I'm actually, I feel like this has been, uh, it's always a fun journey, but like, this is like a milestone event. Like, some of these guys that we've been talking about, we get to find out where we're right, where we're wrong. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of feels like they're our children a little bit. <laughs> We get to launch them into the world and into the They're draft. They're all way too intelligent to, to be my children. <laughs> and see where they end up. We can be proud papas to some degree. Or... What are you looking forward to in this uh, in this draft? Well, there's a bunch of receivers in this draft that are coming from... Really? That are coming from smaller programs. And I'm curious that I like. So, for example, Christian Watson... Uh, Romeo Dubs, Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert. Those are some guys that 
I have liked. I see you guys trailing Burks in here. I mean, that's it, just because Arkansas is a small state. Like, it's a legitimate school. Well, in the SEC. You, that is a bigger program. Yes, uh, it's just more. He's the guy that I feel like. I think maybe you brought it up. Like, he's one of these contested catch guys that don't always succeed in the NFL. I don't know. Yeah, and I honestly don't know how that's going to be valued. He's a guy that I think is really interesting because he could get taken pretty early or he could or he could slide like i i right. I, I am curious about that yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes khalil shakur is the last guy on my list that i'm i want to boise state yep i want to see where these small school guys that i like end up going in the draft to see he was how, a guy that, NFL rightly, that uh, we really couldn't find a ton of tape on but the right. tape i saw was like really intriguing and uh uh, yeah, I he he's he's a guy that I think is no one's talking about, but I do think might have some sneaky upside. Yeah, me too. What are you looking forward to? Um, well, let's see. I got a, how many days do I have left to unload the guys that we talked about that you need to unload? Because I think we only got two more two more days. To yeah, get well, we're recording guys. on Monday, so you got a, you got a couple of days, two three days yeah. before the draft starts. So I'm looking forward to doing that if I can. Uh, also. Uh, Honestly, the thing I look forward to the most is is uh, how we break ties. I'm looking. Mm. I'm looking forward to the ping pong ball draw. Yeah. So just in case, and I'm not in it. I'm not in. It. I'm always in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Just but, in case you don't know what Sean's talking about, we have mentioned this before. If you're a longtime listener, but uh, in our league, the teams that tie for draft picks, rookie draft picks, like if you miss the playoffs and you have the same record as somebody else, we don't do anything other than put you in a NBA-style lottery. If, you, if your records are the same, yeah. You yeah, said records that. are the same, yeah. Yeah, so this year we actually have four of we the six four teams way tie. are tied for the number two overall pick. Two, three, four, and five. Yeah, so I'm one of those teams, so I am also really looking forward to that. I put myself in a rebuild last year. Yeah, no, and, and, and you, might, you might, I don't know. I mean, like this is one of those years where... I think most leagues kind of and one quarterback leagues or maybe even maybe even superflex leagues that number one pick is is probably locked and loaded for most people. May, I might like somebody else different, but like I think there's most a, people are going to go with Brees Hall. But pre, yeah, pretty much a but consensus. Th that two through five is going to be like definitely like owner specific. Like I know who I would take it to, right? But I know a lot of other people would take somebody very different. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that too. That's always fun, whether I'm in it or not. Mm, it's always it's fun to watch. It's yeah. fun to be there, and it's fun to make fun of the, the people that that lose it. Right. So uh, let me preview the episode. We are going to be talking tight ends this week. We've got seven of them to touch on here. Before we get into that, though, we got a question on the Steel Pod Facebook group that we wanted to address. Uh, David from uh, well, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> The internet. He's from the internet. But he asked the question uh, about drafting rookies in a salary cap league compared to a traditional dynasty league. Uh, and what? how does that what's Im different? impact? Yeah, what, what's different which, about which drafting? Could, uh, we, honestly, we could do it as a whole separate topic. But like, I also think we can kind of cover this in pretty short fashion. It's it's going to vary a bit. But uh, here, why don't you, you've, you've actually done the, the sure. mountain of... I just, here. I just thought we'd touch on this since it was kind of a fresh question, and maybe it affects what they, what David does or other people might do yeah. uh, here shortly after the draft. So um, it does, for me, my answers, it does matter 
the league rules that you have. So, you know, whether you're talking about super flex or tight end premium, your roster size, uh, how restrictive your taxi squad rules are, how long you can leave that's guys a, on that's taxi That's a big squads. one is how long you can keep guys on taxi squads. Right. So my answers tend to be on the more restrictive things, uh, on the more restrictive side of things. So smaller rosters, taxi squads are more restrictive, maybe two years long, mm-hmm. maybe a smaller taxi squad versus larger. Um, and I'm I'm not playing or considering necessarily in my answers the tight end premium or super flex. Mm-hmm. Some 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 of it I will, well, but we'll, I'll mention we'll, we'll mention as we yeah, go I'll mention that as I yeah. go through. So, in franchise leagues or salary cap leagues, it's all about that clock, right? There's a clock that starts ticking as soon as you draft a player in a franchise league. I'm going to use the the term franchise versus salary cap because it's one word. Yeah, it's just easier to say. So uh, there is in salary cap leagues or franchise leagues, there is... Wait, which is it now? It's franchise. Sorry, I just slipped up. You did right away. <laughs> there is less of an advantage to drafting wide receivers because of that clock. So in a traditional dynasty league, the argument is, oh, you could draft a wide receiver. They could be on your team for 10, 12 years, right? That's- good luck. Good luck maintaining that salary advantage right that's probably not going to be the case in a franchise league uh you have to make a a contract decision on wide receivers after two to three years just like you would a running back so there's less of an advantage to drafting that wide receiver and and running backs basically have so much of a shorter thing like I, i definitely feel the salary cap league ends up like, you know, you really just, you mostly care about the running back's first contract. We've talked about how the NFL has really kind of gone away from paying guys big, big money contracts long term. And that just means, you know, like you draft the running back and then by the time you offer him a contract, gets comes off your, your developmental squad or your taxi squad, like it might just be a couple of years you might before you let him hit free agency because honestly, like that seventh year in running back that's still productive is just doesn't happen very often. Right. And because also because of that clock um, and the salary pressure, rosters tend to turn over faster in a franchise league. So it it really doesn't benefit. That's another reason like wide receivers really don't offer you that much of an advantage. I I would play this the same rule to quarterbacks. Like quarterbacks is, is another position where really, I mean, like Tom Brady's what, 48, 49, 62. He's something, some one of those numbers. And, but you're never going to be able to keep. It's 44? Yeah, maybe. But I think <laughs> you could be 44. He's for sure in, he's for sure a Gen Xer. Think about it that mm-hmm. way. Um, but like nobody in a salary cap league has kept Tom Brady for anywhere near that, that, that length of time. Uh, Rich Dotson on, on Dynasty Nerds always talks about how he had. Drew Brees, like every day of his career, that's great. You're never going to do that in a salary cap league. So, right. so you want the quarterback that's you can keep him for a good amount of time, right? It doesn't it doesn't mean you have to just worry about two or three years, but don't don't think ten, fifteen years. Like think you know I always, I t- I tend to think five to eight years on a quarterback, yeah, and a wide receiver. Yep. Um. Also, because this is point number two, because of the the pressure and how fast things move in franchise leagues, it's advantageous to draft guys that you will see play sooner. Yeah. Because avoid the project. Yeah, you need to make a decision on a player whether to give them a contract or not 
after they come off your taxi squad. So you got to know within a two, three years, depending on your league's rules, whether you should offer a contract or not. I have Van Jefferson. I was going to say, it's ultimately why I moved Van Jefferson. Right. Because I got tired of waiting to see. Like he's, I still think he's a talented player. Yep. I'm not really going to get to see what he can do if he's the guy or one of the guys. He's He's been buried behind players his entire career. And now Allen Robinson. Well, and they keep on stacking new guys to be buried behind. So. Right. And maybe that's an indication of, of his talent. I don't know. but There are guys in this year's draft. I, I, one of the things I said that was negative about Traylon Burks was, for example, he's a bit of a project. I don't know that he can run routes yet. So you might like him. And I'm not telling you, I mean, you get your guy, but but be aware that there's going to be a learning curve for him that, you know, Chris Olave does not have. Right. Unless you have a truly exceptional tight end prospect like Pitts, it doesn't make a lot of sense to draft a tight end early in a non-tight end premium league for sure. They just take too long to make an impact. So this is point number three. Um, so just, I mean, if you want to take a flyer on an athletic guy later in your draft, if we've had Vernon Davis got drafted in the first round, we've had, uh, I drafted Shockey in the first round. There've been, there are guys that show you something right away that you're interested in, but you know, it's, it, they're not, we're going to be talking about a bunch of these guys and there's a lot of reason why I wouldn't want any of them early. Right. And it's going to be hard to fight this because Fryermuth is came right in, was a tight end one, at least in depending on scoring systems. But he was about the tight end 12 yep. in a half PPR league. So that's it's, that's you got to fight that recency. Yeah, bias. I mean, well, it's not just recency bias. It's also just the exception and not the rule. Right. right. So like the outlier, like don't overreact to an outlier. Right. He's an outlier. Right. All right. Point number four. Uh, feel free to go for those Konami code rushing quarterbacks that have a shorter career or most likely a shorter career. If you're in a one QB league and a franchise league, you, those are the guys you want because they are an extra player on the field for es- you. Especially if your passing touchdowns are three or four, uh, sure. uh, instead of six, right? You get six, then, then I guess it's a little bit less than you really, the biggest difference is in, is in yardage and you can sometimes rack up a lot more yardage that way. But, you know, most scoring systems are, are still going to heavily favor rushing production over passing production and take, go after that guy. Even like, you know, Malik Willis this year is a great example of a guy that might provide tremendous value, even if he's never a good NFL quarterback. Right. And then uh, the last point that I, kind of thought of was don't be afraid to take older guys you you can't keep guys forever anyway so i think it's less important that you take those really young guys and i would i'm not going to totally disagree with you what i will say is i agree with you to the extent that if you're hesitant about the age itself but the one place that i actually do think is still valid is if you see the age as an indicator of success so breakout age is a thing of uh, that indicates success for example so if your guy has a low breakout age as opposed to a late breakout age like i'm more interested in that player just because i think he'll be more likely to be good in the nfl the the still go through that process however you however you want to weigh that out but like when it comes down to am I how many years am I going to get out of this player? 
I mean, Velas Jones is an extreme example because he's literally the same age as Juju Smith-Schuster and, uh, you know, who's already got however, however many years in, right. in the NFL. Um, that's a pretty extreme example. Um, but, uh, you know, Velas Jones has, has kids that are, are in, in the draft as well. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. <laughs> That's not fair to Vail. But 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 a guy like Ty Chandler, who you liked when yep. we watched film, he's twenty four already. Yep. That's a perfect example of a guy I don't I don't care about his age. Right. For, especially at a running back position where look, if you get four years out of that guy, that's that's great. And he there's no reason to think that if he's good enough to be in the NFL, if you if you if you value that guy, don't be afraid of his age. Right. So thanks to David for that question. If you have a question, feel free to send it in on the Steel Pod Facebook group or on Twitter. I'm at Steel Pod. I'm at Steel Pod, Sean. I feel like we should say goodbye now. I know. That's how I was going to make a joke like that too. But that's yeah. how we end let's get it. Let's talk about these tight ends. Let's talk about these tight ends. All right. Well, uh, I'll go consensus. I think consensus number one tight end guy first. Trey McBride, 22 years old out of Colorado State. This is the same for all these tight ends. They're all like six. They're all, they're all out of 22 out of Colorado State? No, no, no. They're all like <laughs> six foot four, 245 pounds. They're not They're not all the same. No, that that is the very typical tight end build though he saw trey mcbride is six foot four 245 pounds put up 1100 yards and a touchdown last year one touchdown <laughs> I, know. I would i was really surprised by that mm. do you have an explanation we'll we'll see as we get into well, it yeah we'll talk well, well let's jump in sean let's let's talk do you want to talk anything about his his other measurements or anything like that uh you know only if it comes up in the course of our evaluation okay so here, what I'll say is his height-adjusted speed score is second in class. Um, here's what I saw. So I watched a good number of games, decent number of games. As much. That's what you do. That's what I do. That's um, why people listen, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll start with the positives. <clears throat> he has soft hands. Um, he, and you know because you've held them. Well, yes, yeah. He, <laughs> I was gonna make a. Sorry. I was gonna make a, a back massage joke, but you just stole my. Thing. I, I went with a less funny dad joke. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's less funny. Anyway, uh, so, the, but they're consistent. He he um, he really just kind of um, handles <laughs> the ball. Just it's just easy, right? Um, so I, I like his hands. I think he. Um, he has shown that he can, you know, extend for what I call special catches. He he can do one hand one handers. He had one just insane one where he was like stumbling and fell, and as he was getting up, the quarterback threw him the ball, and he like caught it with one hand as he was getting up. It was oh, I saw that too. Like I had to like double take. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because it was the most effortless thing yeah. in the world. It just it's it literally seemed like. Uh, something you would happen in a glitch in a video game. It just did not seem like a real catch. Yeah, but it was. I, I replayed that one several times too because it, it was either like the world's most perfect pass where yeah. he, where he like it just like happened to land in his hand. It was like, oh, what's this in my hand? I yeah. guess I'm going to run now. That's yeah. what it looked like. It did look a little bit like that. Um, uh, see here, I, I'm going to be a little bit all over the map here. I like normally like to organize these things a little differently. My my notes on him are completely un unorganized too i, I moved on with that so I, they're just a sloppy mess as okay. well but well let's let's talk about blocking okay. uh 
he's a very good blocker. He yes. uh, consistently would turn uh, linebackers and, and DNs. Uh, he would get them turned the direction that they needed to be turned uh, for the running back to get anywhere. So I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, out on the edge, I thought he was devastating versus linebackers and cornerbacks. Like I, he just thought I really thought he was a good blocker. He's an excellent blocker. Um, his pass blocking is solid. So he's just going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't lose a lot of speed when he's catching uh, things. Um, you know, they use some shovel passes and, and it's just effortless. Um, he's athletic. Uh, he can do a variety of things, uh, uh, twisting catches, one-handers. Gets off the line well. Uh, yeah, so he's um, – so I, I see – so he, he, he got off the line well. I thought he faced an inordinate amount of zone, and I didn't see a whole lot of teams that played tight man on him and forced him to – to beat press or, or something like that. He, I just didn't see it in the film that I watched and I watched a decent amount of film. I think that's just kind of how they, uh, opposing teams handled that team. Um, well, he, he plays more in line than some of these other tight ends. Yeah. I I mean, I I will say I was expecting to be a greater difference in that than like all these tight ends. I saw them split out wide and I saw them in line. Um, and I didn't, count the difference uh in terms of percentages i think you can look that stuff up online i just kind of wanted to see are they successful in can they do both right um because he's such a good blocker i i I really feel like he can be used in line and Mm -hmm. because he's such a good athlete i think he can be used split out he does use his body position well um he has the athleticism to make uh sudden cuts i just didn't see it very often um, yeah, that was the one negative note I took on him that he, he wasn't necessarily, I don't know, shifty or like the, the cuts weren't. Well, in six games I watched, I, I saw literally three routes that I thought like, oh, that's a good route mm-hmm. three times. That isn't a lot of it is just because he's playing against the zone. He's finding a spot and that's that's its own skill. But it's it's just not the same as, as having to beat somebody one on one. Um I thought his speed was good. Um, obviously, he tested well. Um, I thought some of that was um, more evident in some games than others. He's strong enough to, to to drag defenders. So those are the positive notes that I have about him. Yeah. Um, do you have any other positives, or should I, should I get into the negatives? Yeah. Well, I, he's. I said he was a tank with the ball in his hands. Like he Ooh. runs. Oh, you disagree. disagree. I saw him run through would-be tacklers a, a number of times, and I thought he displayed some good balance when he was when he got room to run and then took a hit. I felt like he displayed some pretty good balance in that situation. Okay. So I will disagree on a couple things. First, I, I want to talk about his route running. Um, I, I actually saw, since you're getting into that, and you mentioned route running a little mm-hmm. bit. I, I also saw him create separation uh through route running. So I saw some of that. I did see a lot of it where he's pushing off at the, the top of the stem. So I think, I think, which works for a tight end. You're, you're oftentimes within those five yards and there's a lot of pushing and shoving and it's all, it all lets go. You know, be, be refs let that kind of stuff go. And um, so he can be successful with that. It just, it seemed like that was his only tool mm-hmm. that he rounded a lot of routes. Um, he seemed to be kind of like, I, I don't want to call make him sound slower than he is, but he seemed like he would kind of lumber to a spot and then kind of generally angle in a direction. Um, and there wasn't, a, there wasn't a real kind of a suddenness 
to that move. Now, and I should just say, since you brought up the word lumber, he's he's got a pretty, he had a good 40 time, ran a 461, which is 89th percentile. Yeah. Well, he, he actually ran 4.56. That's just adding the That's fake .05 that people add for the pro day time. Okay. His actual time was, was 4.56. 4, 5, 6. 6. Got it. Um, and I, I don't, a lot of people just add that on there. Like, and I, I don't, I don't because, um, it seems arbitrary whether to add that or not. And sometimes you right. have more accurate times unless I just kind of, I, I, I put it in bold if it's pro day time, but, um, so here's where you and I think disagree. I saw basically zero trucking ability. Mm. Like there were three or four times when he would be right. Like it was mano a mano lined up on a guy and he'd hit him and i really he was had a full head of steam and i expected him to bowl this guy over and he just got stopped dead in his tracks yeah we saw different things yeah and it could be just some of the games i saw versus some of the games you saw but like there are times when there was like a glancing blow he would do fine he he has good contact balance and, and whatnot but if he went just head up on a guy i was just surprised especially considering some of the guys we're going to talk about later how often I saw it, just, nope, that's it, he's done. Like, mm-hmm. he he wasn't able to run that guy over. Um, so, I don't know. That's, you know, that's I saw, and I saw it, I'm not saying I saw it all the time, I'm just saying I saw it, like, enough times that I was like, that, I wonder how much power he actually has there in that frame. I'm going to walk it back a little bit, because I'm, I'm, I watched film on him a while back, and I'm starting to remember now, my note had not so much to do that he would run through them and and continue. Mm-hmm. He would just choose to run through them, and yeah, he okay. he would end up getting tackled. Yeah, not all the time, but um, I think that's what my note was about more than just I'm I'm running through guys well, it, and it, getting it, more. And as yardage. I said, that like he could bounce off guys and and get a couple extra yards here and there, but it was just it's pretty hard in football when a guy's got a head of steam just to stop him dead in mm. his tracks. Mm-hmm. When you see that, you're like, that's unusual because mm. it's just hard to do having to try. I mean, I remember high school trying to tackle somebody. It's just hard to stop him. Right. Um, and, and that to me was, was the thing he's, if you look at his total athletic testing, he's a decent athlete. Like his relative athletic score is okay. It's not elite. I, I, He's not my tight end one. Okay, and and that I might be the only person to say that, but he is not my tight end one, and the reason is he strikes me as a low ceiling, high floor NFL tight end. Like he he's like a Cole Komet. Hey, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He might hey. have he might have a couple of seasons where he's a tight end one, but I don't think he's ever going to be a difference maker. Is it tied to that touchdown production or just? Other well, things I, you're seeing on film. <laughs> I don't care about the touchdown by itself, but when I see a guy that gets stood up and mm-hmm. stopped cold, like that's not a guy that I'm going to like throw the ball and he's going to run over somebody and get in the end zone. We got some guys we're going to talk about later on that they catch the ball on the three yard line, they're getting in the end zone, mm-hmm. and he's not one of them. So I think you are likely to see not a heck of a lot of tight uh, touchdown production out, out of this guy. So. Well, if I'm trying to hit a single, he's the safest singles hitter in this draft. Um, but I, I like to swing for the fences, and he ain't it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the next guy. See if this is the one, Sean. <laughs> Greg Dulcich, 22 years old, out of UCLA, six foot four, 243 pounds. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read off his other numbers. Let, let, <laughs> well, I'm tired. No, it's not. I no, haven't I done this for any position no, where I, I go into their 40 times. No, we don't need to get so. into all this. I'll bring it up. I've got my spreadsheet, so I'll bring it up when, when it's necessary. When it his 40, his 40 times, he's 4-7. It's nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he... Uh, here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my positives. Uh, he's agile. Um, he, I see that he has... Um, the ability kind of to twist and he had several like toe taps on the sideline that I thought showed some, some decent athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was effective um, in terms of his speed and length overall. I think his hands are, I describe his hands as effortless. Um, he had at least one really nice catch where it was like a deep ball in the end zone and it, it was started out over his inside shoulder right as it went over his head it went to the outside and he was able to adjust to that that's a really hard catch to make over your over your outside shoulder when it starts out on the inside mm-hmm. so i really I, I i liked his hands i thought off the line itself he shows nice burst um uh, i'm just trying to take, take a look at his burst score right here it's pretty average but like he looked like he came off the line pretty good 69 percentile yeah um right. nice <laughs> You just did the whole thing. Um, uh, uh, he he does one thing I think was interesting. On he ha- he's got the capability of making some um, pretty sharp cuts. And one thing I thought was interesting about uh, a couple times he do like an in break in breaker where he's like planting his foot and cutting, and then like he's not just like planting and cutting and then going like uh, par- um, par- parallel to the line of scrimmage. Like he's continuing to kind of press that to come back a little bit, which is just going to create that much more separation. Like he's, um, so I, I liked that, um, that he, he kind of, uh, was really kind of pushing, um, uh, on the outside of his feet to get, to, to make those turns sharper. Because like the, the lazy route runner would continue to drift further yeah. away from the court. Yeah, no, he was, that's he like was a not solid... a, I think he was not a lazy. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good, <clears throat> he uh, would maintain his speed while catching the ball, uh, blocking. Uh, I described him as enthusiastic and effective. Okay. Uh, I, I thought he was inconsistent. but Yeah. He had a few pancakes. I thought that uh, he but it was mostly – It's to describe him as enthusiastic probably tell – like I think he was into it, you know, more just than – Just not more that than, good. Well, he was just not always – Yeah. Not uh, He wasn't – he wasn't like some of these guys are. I think are just – really really good blockers he he wouldn't fit into that category but right. I thought he's willing to do he's willing to he's willing to do his best um so negatives uh i thought he uh struggled with catches outside his frame so anything behind him i thought was difficult for him um i thought overall he looked upright and stiff mm. um i noted that he's kind of duck-footed which which um, is uh, doctors will tell you will make injury more likely, but I also think it's um, he's less likely to kind of have like uh, special athleticism. That's just something I've noticed and maybe that's my bias. Um, I think he's gonna be a guy that plays in the NFL for a while. I don't see him as a, ever be a tight end one like, he reminds me a little bit of some of the guys that were in the draft class last year that were okay, 
I think was it Gray, uh, Kansas City. Noah and, Gray. Yep. And there's a couple of these guys. There's the guy from BC that I just think that are they're they're fine, but I didn't I didn't love them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What would you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll start start with my conclusion and then just add a couple <laughs> notes. <laughs> oh my god. You okay, you okay really over not. there? Do you have right. another cramp, Sean? No, I I just like decided instead of drinking my drink, I decided to breathe my drink, and that doesn't apparently work. <laughs> that doesn't work very well. No, I agree with you. I my note, uh, my conclusion on him is if he lands on a great offensive team, I think he'll he'll look pretty good. And if he lands uh, on a team that's not so good, I I don't I don't see him making a splash. Um, I, I just unless you in a for me like you got to be in like a five round rookie draft before I start paying attention yeah. to him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just one other negative note. I didn't see him. You mentioned his route running as being a positive. I didn't see that result in separation very often. Yeah, I didn't mention separation because, because I mean, the, he caught plenty of long passes, but there a lot of them were just against zone where he found soft spots in zone, which is, again, its own skill. But I, that's not the hard thing to do mm-hmm. in the NFL. I think beating a person – one-on-one is is where you succeed or fail as an athlete right all right yeah otherwise i think you pretty much covered covered what i had to say about greg dulcich so we can move on should we move on to my uh my pre pre-draft pre-eval favorite tight end yes jalen weitermeyer 21 years old played for texas a&m six foot four 255 pounds so he's a little heavier than than the first two guys. He's also a little slower. <laughs> yeah, he ran, he ran. His forty time was about what my forty time was in high school. A five point oh seven, which puts him in the second percentile. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you want me to start here? Yeah, I think uh, this this works well. Okay. All right. I'll stick with this. Stick with this format. Okay. First of all, um, the fact that he ran that slow, a lot of people are like, "Oh, he, I'm done with Jalen Widermeyer." I'm that's not a deal breaker for me. There are lots of slow guys in the NFL. Um, and one thing that was evident to me is that he runs much better routes than McBride. Mm. That's my view. Um, he was regularly facing and beating man coverage. Um, he would get, uh, one thing I would notice was that he, he, uh, he would get gain early separation with, with sharper cuts uh, and if he's like running a crossing route, like he gets that separation because he's making real cuts. Um, but then by the time he gets to the far side of the field, he's covered again because mm. he's, he's slow enough that the, the, the linebackers could catch Can him. Catch up, yep. um, <clears throat> so um, he's much more physical as a route runner. Um, I, I think of him as kind of a, the bully on the block. Like he, he, um, he had a sense of no, this is my space, and I'm going to dominate this particular space that I'm in. And I really felt like he 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 did that. Um, he is I would describe him as a superior athlete. Um, I know he has a basketball background that to me seemed very evident. He posted up well. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a little weird considering some of the things I'm going to say about him, but he has straight up insane catchability. Like he has among i think maybe the best hands if you're looking at the ceiling of probably any tight end in this class really 
if you're looking at the ceiling. Like he, I. Are you he, talking like highlight catches? Yeah, like okay. he can do more highlight catches uh, than there's catches that only he can make. Let's put it that way. Um, his blocking I thought was really good. It was not great, but he seemed to always be engaged. Um, I wondered about his want to when it came to block blocking. Sometimes, yeah. Well, and I and I heard basically the first half of of this past year he really his heart didn't seem into it i i I did listen to the broadcast on on one of his games and they were focusing on that whereas like the second half of the season he seemed to be much more into things so you never really know what's going on with the person because i kind of fell in love with him watching the kellen mon tape from last year Mm -hmm. and you know i I, if he continued doing what he was doing last year he, he, we wouldn't be talking about him as a mid-level tight end in this class. We'd be talking about him as the tight end one, but he didn't, right? So what happened? Um, uh, lots and lots and lots of concentration drops. Some games, it would be three, four drops in a game. We're just right, yeah. perfect passes and uh, lots of false start calls. Like... Um, that to me, all that in, it's poor attention to detail. Hmm. So I, I, I would be if someone told me that he had something major going on in his family. It wouldn't surprise. It me. wouldn't surprise me because yeah. it seemed like his mind was elsewhere. Yeah, I no- I noted several drops as well that he was struggling with. The, and compounding that, I felt was the quarterback play that he was dealing with was much worse this year than with Kellen Mond last year, which is, you know, Mond was a second rounder, whether you like him or you don't like him, he's a second rounder. Um, <clears throat> I thought um, there's just a lot of, I, I have a lot of notes on film where he is wide open and the ball is 10 yards over his head. Mm. And so if you're really just like watching highlights or whatever, like you're not always going to see all that. But like I'm seeing, he's open. He's run the right route. He's slow, but he is victorious in the route running part portion of it. Um, so I, I thought his speed was effective, even though it's he's the slowest tight end of the guys that we're talking about, right? But he he was I think because of his route running, he was able to still get, gain that separation. That's my trick. <laughs> I'm, I'm super slow but i can run around <laughs> that's true that's true um i still i noticed uh he struggled against press um by top defenses i'm specifically talking about the alabama the alabama game they pressed him they they put a body on him and and they're going to be better than a lot of other teams and that was effective um so i don't know my conclusion is um, a lot of analytics folks will tell you, don't worry about drops. Um, but you think about guys like Eric Ebron and David Njoku, like it's been a thing for them or, mm-hmm. or, um, Evan Engram, another one, right? It's like a thing where like, Oh, this is a guy that has all these things. And, <laughs> it, it, it and those are all guys that ran uh, half a second faster in the 40. Yeah. So, it eventually um, matters. If you're dropping enough passes, it matters. And I didn't think the drops were a problem prior to this year. So, again, like he's he could be like a diamond in the rough 
I, I was not expecting this to be my review for him, but it's tough to gamble on a guy that is slow and also can't catch. And if he, if the catching thing gets solved, he's still going to be slow. So his ceiling is going to be limited. I don't see him being like that explosive guy. Um, but he has all the technical attributes you'd want out of a tight end. And I just, I, I don't, he's a, he's a big gamble and I don't see him as having a terribly high ceiling. What did you think? I don't know that you touched on his after the catch ability. I, th- I thought he looked pretty good once he yeah. had the ball in his hands. Yeah, no, no. He, he, everything about his game, other than his speed um, and his hands. So yeah. if, you take, if you take away speed and hands, pretty much I liked everything else about his game. I, I, he, he might be the best route runner in the class. He's up there. Um, and after, after the catch, like he, you know, he has enough power that the power combined with, uh, lateral, he does have some lateral, uh, quickness that I think he could be effective. It's just, everything is so much faster in the NFL. Like, I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. I, you know, you don't have to be super fast, but it, it definitely enhances what you got. If you have that, he just doesn't. Got you. So he's not your number one anymore. He's not my number one anymore. Okay. He's he's probably today pre-draft probably my four. Okay. I still I like a lot of things about him, but like I'm not. This is not a tight end class for I'm like oh my gosh these guys are all great. Right. Yeah. All right. On to Isaiah Likely then. Uh, 22 years old. Played for Coastal Carolina. Can I play a little of your game with you, Sean? Sure. Uh, do you know what the mascot is for Coastal Carolina? Of course, it's the Chanticleers. <laughs> you, actually, it's the Chanticleers. Do you do you did you actually know that, or did I you did. peek? No, I, I knew. Do you know what a Chanticleer is? Yeah. What? It, it's a really you don't a Chanticleer is like a it's like a rooster, <laughs> but it's kind of it's the uh, it's kind of the, dominates the barnyard. You cheated. <laughs> did not cheat. Why do you know this? Well, we. I, Obviously, they they changed their name from the Trojans to the Chanticleers because they wanted to kind of have something similar to the South Carolina Gamecocks. That's obvious, is it not? You cheated. I did not cheat. I knew it. I knew they were the Chanticleers. I swear to God. I swear to God, I did. I may have done a little research. Why? <laughs> but I knew it was the Shawnaclears. I knew. I, I for sure knew. I didn't know those pronounced the Shawnaclears. Wow. I didn't know it was from Chaucer's Tales. I did not know that. Yeah, all right. Can- Canterbury, uh, Canterbury Tales, right? Is that yeah. what it's from? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll have to just totally hide it next time. <laughs> no, I, I, if you had asked me stone cold, I would have gotten the answer you right. You would have. Yes. But you I res- swear to God. But you Hand to a Bible or to any other thing, yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll swear on my favorite guitar. Okay. Uh, Cooter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Isaiah Likely. I'll start over. 22 years old. Played for the Coastal <laughs> Carolina Chanticleers. Mm. Six foot five, 245 pounds. Put up 900 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. What do you think of Isaiah Likely, Sean? Well, I'll give you my conclusion first. Uh, Isaiah is not likely to ever contribute to your fantasy football team. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll tell you why. Actually, I'll I'll start with some positives because I I feel like being generous. Uh, One of the positives is that he looks smaller than he is. 
okay. Yeah. That's that's a positive. It's positive. He looks so he's going to oh, so, actually be bigger. So he look he looks more more athletic. Is that what you mean? I don't know. It just means he physically doesn't look that big. Okay, he, he is his measurement. He's is big. Two forty five, six foot five. He can beat press man from the X position. Uh, he has that in his uh, bag of tools. Uh, he has nice soft hands. Mm. As they, as many of them do, he he has, he makes uh, one-handers look easy, like scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time, mm, mm-hmm. right? Um, Just give me the ball, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like two hundred and ninety, he had a, a, a crap ton of, of uh, yards against Arkansas State. Uh, I watched that game. Uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas State fans. That is the worst defensive performance I've ever seen. He he took up so ninety nine yarder <laughs> like like yeah it was like blown coverage. I think like maybe blown. I couldn't tell if his man or zone. He just was just so wide open and was able to take it ninety nine. He, had, he yards. had another one like later on in the game that was like seventy yards and it was like, well his numbers look great and yeah he's got enough speed that if he is behind everybody he doesn't get caught from behind. Right. Um. So here's my negatives. Uh. One, I didn't think he was terribly athletic. He was uh, clumsy and stumbly, and he leans too far forward, so uh, potentially is going to uh, face plant too much. Uh, he rounds routes and telegraphs them. Um, he can catch with his hands, um, but oftentimes uh, body catches. Um, and, you know, he's that's not going to really cut it. So... Um, and you're right. He looks super stiff. A, a, he's he's just going to be a depth guy in the NFL. I, I there's people who who like his profile. I just I don't, and I wouldn't waste my time with him. Can we move on? <laughs> well, what, do you have anything positive to say about Isaiah? I, I actually think he could be. He might be one of these guys that's better for this, his NFL team. I don't see him as a fantasy asset, but I feel like he. So the reason I want to give, are you going to make the orange Julius remark that if, if he gets Peyton Manning, there as his quarterback, he might end up doing something. No, I think it's more about like, he's, he is a, I saw him as a tenacious blocker. Like he's got kind of a mean streak. Yeah, I agree. But he's not, I don't think he's really good at the leverage part of it yet. So I feel like if he gets drafted and gets coached up, like mm-hmm. he could be a really good blocker. Yeah, that's be great for your fantasy football team. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, I actually think he could end up hanging out in the NFL for, for a while. For a while. Interesting. In that role, but I don't see him as being like the pass catching okay. tight end. So he is likely to help an NFL team, even though he is not likely <laughs> to help your fantasy football team. Right. Okay. Talking about Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Likely, I, yes. I, I I got a couple more guys that I really want to talk to and okay talk we, about. And I, I would like to talk to them, but I really more want to talk about them. Okay, well <laughs> let's move on then. I think he's not a guy we're particularly interested in for for franchise leagues. Jeremy Ruckert will be twenty two years old this season in the NFL. Played for Ohio State, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds. Listen to this production, Sean. 300 yards and three touchdowns last year. <laughs> so that that is deceptively uh, uh that's unfair. It is unfair cuz I think he's a good tight end. So not only do I think he's a good tight end, uh he might be my tight end one. 
he is a great blocker, like an effing Mack truck. Uh, now, he occasionally will swing and miss. Like there are a couple times when you know he he's he's going all out, but every one of his blocks is he is he is giving it his all, and he's gonna he might destroy whoever he's blocking, or he might just miss. Yep. You put a race car in the red, Sean. Sometimes it doesn't turn out well. <laughs> so, but like coaches will love him. Coaches will love him. Uh, I, I I think I watched a lot of his games. Uh, I know I know this isn't worth a lot of fantasy points, but he was averaging three to four like straight up pancakes a game, like just depleting people left and right. It's funny that you noted that though, because my my note too was makes a lot of blocks, also misses a lot of blocks. <laughs> he does, he does the But even I feel like even when he misses them, like by the end of the game, like those people are afraid of him. Sure. And uh, he's the most violent football player I've seen this year. Like, I, to me, he wow. tops. Yeah, uh, Damian Drake. Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. the other guy that I thought like, oh yeah. Right. Oh, and Drake, was, Drake London yeah, as well. I was going to say Drake, Drake London. London is all about attitude. Ultimately, he doesn't have the, the the package to really deliver pain. Okay. Like, Jimmy Ruckert can deliver pain. Okay. Like, this guy can hurt people. Um, his hands are soft. Um, I've said this about almost everybody, but but he really actually... Um, they must have the same um, lotion <laughs> they supplier. They're using the same cream. Yeah. Um, but he, unlike some of these other guys, has really has no trouble catching the ball no matter where it is. He can catch it uh, outside of his frame. He can catch he catches balls that are poorly thrown behind him. Um, he uh, does a good job of finding holes in zone. I think he's a smart player. Like I'm looking at like him and like Olave and and Wilson. I really I understand why his production was so low, but like I don't understand how Ohio State ever lost a football game. Right, because they just the receivers they have on that team, including and, and the running backs, like like I just was like, I don't know how this team like the what they lost to like Oregon, like I don't get that. Um, I watched that game, uh, don't, I still don't get it. Um, he's uh, he's the guy that I ultimately said um, his route running to me um, is best in class. It's really good, um, and it was nuanced. Like I was like. Um, this was like uh, I, I liked his and and I like Weidermeyer's, but like he's faster than Weidermeyer. Um, <clears throat> who isn't? Who isn't? Yes, uh, high school Sean was. Um, but his um, like little subtle things, like he would be like four deep, you know, four goes uh, on the route, and he's he's basically. Um, Subtly changing his to make sure make sure the safety got drawn to him. You're saying like the fourth route he runs. No, no, like ran. like all he and and three wide receivers are all running goes. Oh, got right? you, got all you. All running flies, and and he's basically his. He wants the guy on the outside to be one on one with the cornerback without the safety. So he's adjusting his route to make sure that he draws the safety, mm. and like that to me says something about his intelligence and it says something about his ability because he's able to make these subtle adjustments to his route. Uh, he didn't catch a ball on this, but like I saw a couple like triple moves where it's like, where like he's, he's legitimately running wide receiver routes and, and fairly nuanced ones, ones that I didn't see Traylon Burks do. Um, 
uh, he's a strong runner. He's he's hard to take down. Um, so the, he's got a lot of positive things about him. I don't really have any negative notes. I don't think he's a special athletic profile. He doesn't have a whole lot of college production. Um, in terms of like his athletic profile, it's, it, Pat Fryermuth was not a special athlete either, but a good but a good tight end. And he looks athletic when he plays like yeah like he may not have tested well but he he he's a good football player well and actually back when they had when they had a different quarterback uh, the year before like Rucker was a guy who was productive then and 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 some of these guys Olave was more productive with fields too partly because fields had a little more um they, they had they had more this year they had more plays overall scripted out for uh, a younger quarterback, and uh, and and Wilson was excelled at that, so they they shifted their focus that way a little bit. I just think Ruckert's a, a, a guy that actually has the ability to do a lot more, mm-hmm. and so I don't see him as a high ceiling guy. I do see him as a, um, like a, a low end tight end one or tight end two for a lot of years. Um, he's not one of these amazing athletic profiles where you know he's going to be a top six guy. I I just don't see that for him. Mm-hmm. But I do think that he can be. If you're looking, if you're in tight end premium league, like I would be interested in him because I think he's going to be playing in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, I think I I think I I have his ceiling a little higher than you. It sounds like I okay. I think given what I saw in film, I view him as being more athletic than his numbers might indicate. And so I think he's got room to grow in the NFL. I, I'm not scared at all uh, of his numbers at Ohio State. I mean, there's only so many targets to go around. Right. Um, so I feel like if he was on a, a different team in college, he might have he might have been the number one. He might be the guy everybody's talking about instead yeah, of Trey you, McBride. You, you put him on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of uh, offense, offensive weaponry and he's going to get fed a lot more balls and he's going to be successful because I think that he has the skills. Yeah. And I, I think a couple positive notes, I don't think you mentioned it just his like quickness and burst. I also thought was remarkable um, for, you know, obviously all these guys are huge, but I, I, I saw that on film as well. So no, I, I agree. And, and just, he, you know, he, again, also, if he is the primary focus, you do have to keep in mind that maybe he is facing a little tougher defense than uh, defenses that have to maybe primarily worry about the running back and the running quarterback and two wide receivers that will probably be drafted in the NFL first round, if not the top half of the NFL first round. So like, right. I can see some of that, but ultimately, I was just looking at what he's doing mm-hmm. and what he was doing was winning and and it was effective and it wasn't because it was like schemed open and it wasn't because it was a soft zone and he just found spots, which again, I've said three times now is a skill. Um, it was a variety of things. Yeah. So I like him. Yep. Me too. All right. On to Jelani Woods, 23 years old, played for Oklahoma state for his first three years and then transferred to Virginia last year, six foot seven, I see him listed at 252. There's no way. I've heard him. (laughs) There's no way. Listed at 270. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a a giant man. Uh, Put up 600 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, he might have slimmed down for the combine. Let's be honest. That's possible. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, 600 yards and eight touchdowns for Virginia last year. And actually put up a 4.6140. Like, he's in the 89th percentile so, when it comes to 40 times. And speed score, I mean, his speed score is up in the 94th percentile. He's, so, here, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy to gamble on. You know, I color my spreadsheets in red and green. Uh, I don't. It's it's all based upon the numbers. That's right? because you're a big Minnesota Wild fan as it, well. I am a big Minnesota Wild fan. Uh, every metric that is measurable on him is the brightest green imaginable because he is the number one height adjusted speed score, the number one agility score, the and by a lot, and the number one burst score by a lot. Uh, he had the most reps of uh, of uh, the bench press. Like uh, it's just green, 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 green. Huge wingspan too. I think he uh, he might be second in wingspan to somebody who doesn't matter. But um, so his relative athletic score is a ten, mm-hmm. which puts him in the category of all of the elite tight ends you've ever you've ever like the guys who start out great like Kyle Pitts and the guys who emerge later, like George Kittle, they all are high relative athletic score. Guys who are, are score nine or above, um, those are the guys that can finish in your top six, usually finishing your top six. Because the tight end, the thing about tight end is, is like a, it's like a position where it, people always say it's the best athlete on the football field. It's, it's Thank the, you. The that, guy. That was my high school position. Well, that's great. Um <laughs> I'm not in high school. Anybody can play, right? <laughs> wow. So, but here we're talking about this, the the best of the best, and this guy's athletic score is very, very special, very unique. It's Kyle Pitts level unique because Kyle Pitts ran a faster forty time, but he did it like two hundred and forty pounds or whatever, and he's he's somewhere between. 256 and 276 right whatever he's I'm, I'm doing it again we have the next cow pits right here yeah I sean know, just right. said that's okay uh he is gigantor 2.0 if you know who gigantor is it's mo Ali cox right because mm. mo Ali cox was huge except for the difference is this guy has actually played football mo Ali cox had, had basically never played football from his freshman year in high school and all of a sudden he decides to sign with the colts like after a solid basketball career and this guy's bigger than him. Um, he's bigger, faster, everything about him. So let's talk about what he, what I saw on film. Uh, I saw sudden moves for a guy that's that big. Great cuts. I thought his run blocking was strong. Uh, he looked like a, a man amongst boys. Um, uh, it wasn't the most technically sound, but I thought that it was effective. Um, he uh, was effective with uh, high pointing balls. He got a lot of catches that, that he would he would leap for and he would catch and sometimes he could catch and and um, uh, he was, his athleticism was so good he could he could turn toe tap like just kind of high level athleticism. Well, there also is just the the matter of his size where you know he could go up and get a ball, but he also was so big like he could just kind of shield defenders oh, off the ball really good but now he has that science but he also knows how to use it yeah so i really like that part of it um the the uh 
He also didn't seem to struggle with low balls. Some guys, the bigger guys, struggle with the low balls, yeah. right? Not, not this uh, he, guy. He 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 went not down. Johnny Woods. <laughs> he went down, uh, and, and a couple times and 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 got underthrown balls before they hit the turf. Um. Yeah, I thought he had he had pretty good hands. I... Nuanced releases, surprisingly, for a guy who's learning the position. Um, he's got very long arms. He used those arms to keep others off of his frame, which is something that Jamar Chase is really good at. Um, and he would do it at all stages of a route. I'm not sure how often it was legal. Like I saw him running routes where he's within that five yards of, of contact and he's just holding guys <laughs> like stiff arming guys while he's running his route. Yeah. I'm like, I think he can do that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he can do that. Like whether it's legal or not, there's not a whole lot of guys that can run around while stiff arming somebody, and he's one. Yeah. Um, uh, he was able to hold on to the ball through contact, generally speaking. Um, and once he gets the ball in his hand, um, uh, it, watch out. Like, he just straight up trucks guys the entire time. Like, there was a couple times where I was genuinely concerned that he might have injured the player. Yeah. No, I've, I saw that too. Although, I, on the other hand, I, I know what you're talking about where it was like, oh, that, that guy's not going to get up. He's not going to get up for a while. Right. Um, but I did. And sometimes it seemed unnecessary. He had the one, I, can't, I, I think it was against Pitt, where like the guy was kind of going for his knees or his ankles. He could have just hopped over the guy, and he like went down and just like just drove the guy into the ground and then kept on going. Yeah. Um, I think I saw that play too. I have a note about a play versus Pitt. Uh, the I did feel though like a guy this size he needed to build up a head of steam before he'd do that. Like I felt like people could actually tackle him. You gotta get him early. You gotta get him early. Yep. But yeah, because once agree. he gets going, I don't know how bursty. I mean, he's too big to be that bursty. But um, so then I I saw a one play. Um, a couple things. I I started His burst seeing, is in the ninety fifth. I know. I know. Yeah. But it's it's still yes. Uh. I saw times where near the end of games where guys were just making business decisions on the goal line, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a Deion Sanders phrase. Like he's coming at the goal line and you could go out and try to tackle him. And there were several, several examples of guys who were like, I'm going to kind of look like I'm going to tackle you, but I'm not really ever going to do anything serious. I don't want to get razzed when we're watching film. So, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm trying very hard to look practice. decent for the film, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's one where they split him out wide, and I was just surprised I didn't see more of this. They put this poor cornerback who had to have been 180 pounds, right, on him, one-on-one. <laughs> and he ran, like, a, a, a slant. He got the inside position right away. And then, like, he catches the ball, and, like, the D-back is hopping on his back for a ride. He's like going for a piggyback ride. And then when he hops off, he shoved him over. He shoved o- over uh, 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 Jelani over. And, and like kind of stood like he was a tough guy. I'm like, you just got rid for five yards. Like you should just be walking back to the sideline, son. Uh, anyway, so that's a lot of, lot of positives, mm-hmm. right? And there's reasons to be really excited about him. I'm going to tell you some negatives. I don't, I don't know how to categorize this. He looks like a 40-year-old man when he's walking. Mm. He just looks like you big, big dude. Like you kind of like... I thought he was injured several times. <laughs> I'm just like, you just... Walking like, like your knees don't like they, like my knees they creak right like yeah. you walk a little differently. Um, he has a lot of, of inertia and and um, 
momentum. So inertia is like you can be stuck, but also an object is an object in motion tends to stay in motion, mm -hmm. right? Like he had like I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. I put it in negative because I don't know how when he really gets like the freight train going full speed. Like I don't know how much like he had one where he he made some he somebody tackled him or hit him and like he just spun like a top. Like he wasn't gonna be stopped, but he just kind of like kept on spinning around and around and around like you know and like it was a lot of like it feels like a physics problem like it was like a lot of energy like oh he couldn't stop himself he couldn't stop he was just continuing <laughs> to go i don't even know if he had the football in his hand i think he maybe was blocking somebody but it was still it was just like i was watching it and thinking like no that's that's like there's a physics problem involved here where he, he just has too much mass and speed yeah. the um, kinetic energy is just too great yeah, too great i did think his hands he's got he 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 had nice hands. He would occasionally double clutch or juggle balls. Mm. Um, the thing is, everybody who's, who was hitting him wasn't moving him, so I felt like he could kind of be juggling balls while people are bouncing off of him, and he would still be able to concentrate and make the catch. He oftentimes would make that catch anyway. Mm. Um, maybe if in the NFL guys can can knock him off stride a little bit, and that's not a catch. But I did think that that was an issue. And the other thing is, ultimately, we, we, we're looking at one years of production. So that's right. that's another negative is it's one year. I don't know. I think he has the highest ceiling of any tight end in class. He, it, it, this goes against a lot of salary cap, what we just talked about, because it might take him a while to reach his potential mm -hmm. because he just doesn't have that experience. But his ceiling is, I think it's the highest ceiling in class. Like if I had to pick, if you, somebody said there's a guy in this class that is going to be the tight end one for five years straight, who is it? He's the guy that I would say. So here's the strategy with Woods, given that, given that fact. I'm being serious mm -hmm. here. He's 23 years old this year. Yep. If if you go by the numbers, tight ends are usually 25 before they really break out. So you let somebody else draft him and cut him, and cut him, or or before his third season when he's 25. That's when go you make him. the offer for him, and you go get him. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I, I it, it, he's. There's a lot of good football players in this class. I don't know where I would take him. I just know that I'm, I'm more excited about that ceiling than I'm about some of these other guys. He's, yeah, he's absolutely worth the dart throw. Absolutely. All right, I think we got one guy left, Sean. Okay. I'm just gonna say Chig because I. Not sure how to say his full name. Chigo Conquo. Mm. Do you know how to say his full name? Chig Chigo Zium. Chigo Zium. Yeah. I'm gonna say it with confidence. Yeah, that, like, that like does sound good. But I did hear other announcers call him Chigazem. Okay, and I've seen it written as Chig, and that's why I felt like I could go that route. Yep, I think you can. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I think it's accepted. I don't. It, people wouldn't be doing it. Hopefully, if if uh, if Mr. Conquo wasn't happy with that as his nickname, that's that's what I figured as well. He's going to be 23 years old in the NFL this season. He played for Maryland, six foot two, 243 pounds, put up 450 yards and five touchdowns in 2021. And he has the fastest 40 time in class, like the straight time. He actually ran at the combine. He ran a four five two, which is. That's really fast. That's pretty good for a receiver, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's like probably faster than Drake London. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, 
it's it's not as impressive to me because um the rest of his testing wasn't you know it was okay mm-hmm. but um so what i see as his positives i do think he has really nice athleticism uh he if you go back to his old some older tape that i saw of him from like 2018 um 2018 or 2019, one of the two, but he uh, he was used a lot more on end arounds then than I saw in the more recent stuff, <clears throat> um, and he was effective with it. Um, he, I think he uh, he follows his blocks well in that kind of a play. Um, he his speed shows, um, so screen plays, end arounds, stuff like that. I think you can get to see his athleticism a little bit more. Um. He has the ability to make nice sharp cuts. That's another. He pattern. does. He yeah, has that, that ability. Mm-hmm. Here are the negatives. That's a pretty small positive list. He is an unbelievably bad blocker. Like <laughs> he literally, I think he was beat on every play that I watched, and I watched like six, seven games. Like I, I think I was, I took a very Minnesotan note, and I said, "Blocking is not his strength." <laughs> <laughs> I, he sometimes got beat twice on the same play. Like he'd get beat by one guy, and he'd be like, nah, "I guess I might as well buck this other guy." Then he'd get beat by that guy too. <laughs> That's true. Um, he statistically, I did not run the numbers officially. I'm pretty sure his blocking assignment is predictive of who actually made the tackle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, lots of rounded routes, so he has the ability to make sharp cuts. He doesn't actually do it very often. I feel like his out route is really nice. If he runs an out. <laughs> One route. Yeah. Um, I thought he struggled against physical defense. I thought his hands were very inconsistent. Uh, he drops low balls, drops passes behind him. A couple times you turn and hit him in the face mask. Like Anything off of his frame was a problem. Right, so if you hit him like right between the numbers, like yeah, he'd be pretty good, but like that's it. Um, when he would try to juke somebody out, I thought every juke move made him more likely to get tackled. Mm. Like he is reacting slower than the people trying to tackle him. And then I didn't see a whole lot of tackle breaking. I mean, compared to a, a wide receiver, sure, but compared to the other tight ends in this class, like you know the guys that. Record it's dragging five guys on his back, or the, the the last guy, Jelani Woods. That you know, that guy's just going to destroy people. Uh, you know, he had one moment, Sean, <laughs> against Michigan State last year. Yeah, he he had one of those Queen B moments where he had he <laughs> yes. literally had six defenders. Now they were entirely surrounding him, so I it might be the case where they actually were all pushing against each other, the defenders, and they were just holding him up. But but he never... <laughs> he was he ne- propped up by he, the tackle. Yeah, but he never went to the turf on that play. That was like the one time I was like, ooh, it looks pretty good. Yeah, and I had gotten to a bunch of film before I got to that game. That was the last game I looked at. So you had had enough. You were just like... I had already kind of drawn my conclusions. Sure. And, it, and what I saw, I, I, it just didn't... It's like a little piece of evidence is like not persuasive against the mountain that i saw he's a he's a good enough athlete that he could be on a a, uh, nfl uh practice squad and 
but he's a project. Um, so for a salary cap, he's more of a project than Johnny Woods without the upside. Mm. He doesn't. He, he's fast, but he doesn't have that that insane basic athleticism. That so for, I just I'm out. All right, that's gonna wrap up our tight ends. We've got the NFL draft in just a few days. Yeah. So exciting. You're coming over, right? I'm coming over. I'll I'm have gonna... I, I understand Bodie will be here. I'm trying to trying to trying to persuade Farhan to join us. I was gonna say, is Farhan gonna join us? Yeah, he's you know ever in the podcast or are you talking about No on on Thursday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that guy's I hope doing. so. It's been a while since I've seen Farhan. Yeah, if you're listening, so. Farhan. Join us. Yeah, come on over. And then I suppose the episode right after the draft, we might touch on some of these guys that get drafted I think, I think higher. We should, well, or maybe, or I think we might want to just spend a time breaking down what the what we saw in the draft. All right, well, we'll we'll argue that out. We'll leg wrestle and uh, see who comes out on top. Figure out what we're gonna do. You're just saying leg wrestle because you know I got a bad, I got the cramp, right? Well, I'm I have a a stronger lower body than upper body so i always choose leg wrestling over arm wrestling really like you've got like literally no butt how is that possible i don't know maybe it's just more of a statement about your overall weakness it might be more about my uh, upper body weakness you're right uh well thank you for joining us today for this enjoy the draft however you like to watch it or spend that time and uh, we will look forward to uh to doing this again next week until then bye-bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.